Hey, Luke, can I, can I tell you something awesome? I'm going to tell you something awesome. Oh, You're- right. What a great way to start the show. Yeah, good good news. Instead of me saying, hey, Luke, how you doing? You say, oh, crappy. And then I say, yeah, me too. Today, I got one awesome thing to share. All right. I just paid 2018 taxes. There you go. Woo. Hopefully, this can't be used against you in a court of law. No. So, I prepaid. The IRS sent me multiple notifications. Hey, you paid. Thank you. But we need more information, like your actual tax return. And then that got done yesterday and today, and now uh, I've paid in full. There you go. And it was expensive. (laughs) It was expensive. So here, really funny story. I completely lost 2017 taxes. So I had to go back to 2016. And comparing 2016 to 2018, oh, my dear Lord, all of my lay evangelist stuff, my speaking gigs, all of that ratcheted up, but also Patreon. Bump, yeah, you're Patreon. welcome. I should probably get ten percent. Hey, here's this is funny. So I was I was urinating about five minutes ago, and I was reminiscing over it, in there. <laughs> I was reminiscing over an email I got where someone told me basically that they were gonna hire me. Someone recommended my podcast to them, and they listened to Catching Foxes, and they will never hire me. <laughs> they, and they emailed you. Yeah, they were they were oh boomer Catholics never change. No, they weren't boomers, but they were pulling back from a conversation. And the thing that's funny about it is you know, like <clears throat> there there's so such a, a a bizarre um it's like when people write stories of the saints and then you find out like the real like mother or like uh or excuse me like uh Saint uh Saint Teresa Lazou. You actually find out that they that the nuns of her order edited her diary because it was so brutally dark at certain parts. Or Mother Teresa, they edited her, you know, all the stuff about her dark night that lasted like 25 years. Um and then you find out, like, oh, my gosh, like, St. Teresa Lazoo, who died at 24, both of her parents are canonized. Her, like, three of her sisters were in a convent. One was an abbess. And so she went from home to Radina Carmel. Um, she, sa- she would say things like atheism. Like, I, I feel like the whole world is, like, the floor under my feet. And at any moment, it's going to give way, and I'm going to plunge into atheism. You know, and they they censor that stuff, but you find out in the long run that's the stuff we desperately need to hear in our doubting and disbelieving age, and it just bothers me. I heard her line is, I am tempted by profound atheism, and that was so freeing to hear a saint and a doctor of the church at that say that. Yeah, and a a doctor of the church who was declared a doctor of the church by the people who investigated the writings, seeing the full writings and saying, "This this is the woman that we need to hear from, and... I just, I know me and you are not perfect. You more so perfect than me, but there's true they're, actually everyone. Yeah, true. People think it's the other way around, but that's because I can fake it better. But there mm-hmm. is, there's this element with, with what we do that I don't think, <laughs> this is going to sound so pretentious. <laughs> Let's do it. But I just think of, of the random like my favorite thing about Pope Francis, right, is the peripheries, right? Evangelizing people that the rest of the world has discarded. 
right? The mustard seeds were annoying in Greek culture because mustard seeds were so small, they would get inside the cracks of, of the cobblestone roads. They didn't have cement, you know, they would get inside the cracks of the whatever the Roman road system was. And it, they would take root and they would crack the roads. They were a pest, essentially. I don't know what you call that in the vegetable world, but they were a pest. And invasive species. Uh, they, yeah, they were invasive. And uh, Jesus used that as an understanding of what the kingdom is, right? It's super, super tiny. It gets in places that you don't expect it. And then all of a sudden, boom, we got the birds of the air, the aristocracies converting, right? The I Roman it. emperors it's everywhere. It's, it's like sand. It's like sand on, on uh, what was it, on Naboo. Um, that was the joke. Yeah, long and short of it, I feel like... People don't understand who is missing from the church. They don't appreciate who's missing from the church, whose voice yeah, could radically yeah. change the forward trajectory. And the crazy thing is, you know, obviously we're not reaching out to everyone, but we hit random groups of people or individuals that everyone else ignores. And I'm so and, and the funny thing is they're they're all like some level of devout or connected Catholic. And as they drift away, it's like they find our show and drift. I don't know if the phrase is drift back, but it, it's funny. I, I don't know. And so it, it just bothers me sometimes when, because of a cuss word, people ignore the fact that, I mean, I, I hate to sound pretentious. No, I don't. I no, love no, it. No, 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 no. But no, that no. literally souls are being saved, right? People who say all the time, like, this McCarrick stuff has burned me out. Then I heard your podcast. Then I'm like, holy crap, that's a perspective I need. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, things like that that I don't think are commonly heard. And I, um, I'm i going to slide this into our topic. Uh, and... Uh, before I forget, feel free to include this in in the show or not. But we have two ads. This is a special one. So, ooh, we got Heidi, huh? Uh, yes, yes. Do you want to do oh. that ad now, or do you want to yeah, go into Luke, the topic? Luke, yeah, let me. Can I introduce the ad? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so people, sure I don't know what right. this. I don't know what this ad is, but don't it has, say that. <laughs> no, no, no. But this is this is <laughs> this is shrouded. In mystery, and I have been wondering it's what this is. My fault. <laughs> huh? For, well, for, for about six weeks, Luke, me and Luke share a calendar, and the calendar is just one appointment. Poorly. Poorly. Every week. Very poorly. Every week, there's a reoccurring thing on Monday night that we never <laughs> that we record never on. To. <laughs> <laughs> that says podcast, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. <laughs> And then we one were so day, good for a while. We, we were, were so good. We were. we were so good. We were, but Mondays suck. <laughs> yeah. Now we just need the. Now it's the money that keeps us going. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what does your ventilator look like? It looks like money. It looks like money on Patreon.com. So, Luke, all of a sudden, I get this little inbox. All my calendars go to my phone. I get this little inbox with a parentheses one. I'm like, oh, what calendar appointment is this? Mary Beatty telling me I need to interview another couple for RCIA. My wife making me pay more money for a doctor's visit so i click a button and there comes this mysterious thing that says reminder for an ad for heidi and i'm like what the hell is this so i asked luke and goes hey when the time comes we'll talk about it we'll go through it i just wanted to make sure we don't forget it and then last week it came due and i said luke what are we gonna do about this and he said oh we'll talk about it next week 
So, Luke, <laughs> what is this? Here we go. All right. So, uh, I want to tell you guys really quick. So, here's a new ad about a band called called a Maggie Ann and the Irony Band. Now, Gomer, you don't have Spotify, do you? Because you're an idiot. Uh, I have Apple Music like a gentleman. See if you can pull that up. M-A-G-G-I-E-A-N-N-E and then and the Irony Band. And and is the name. It's a little um, symbol for and that I'm forgetting the name of that. And I feel so stupid right now. And I, and I want you to play the song Wichita. And I just kind of just tell me what you think, really quick. Like you can even go to like the halfway point of the song. Just tell me what you think. All right, let me see. Nashville, Lilith, Wichita. Here we go. Maggie Ann and the Irony Band. Ooh, this is nice. Yeah, it's fun, huh? It's yeah, she's great. She's really, really good. Who, who this is, is this? a really good album? Is this so, Heidi? So no, no, no. So this is um Heidi. So Heidi. So Heidi goes, "Hey Luke, I I like love your show. I want to do an ad." And then I didn't get back to her for six weeks. And no, I'm just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> although it kind of is. Um, and then so I mean this is so we've been talking for a while. She wants this is I believe this is her sister in law, and she goes her album is just out, and again it's called um, Maggie and and the Irony Band. And she, um, Heidi goes I want to do an ad for her. She's so good, and she's really um, deserves the spotlight and you know all that stuff. And I said hey we'll do it. And so we, you know we even um, dropped our rates pretty low, and we did it. And um, I'm happy to say that it's good. I was a little bit I'm nervous because you just don't really ever know. You know, you want to be like, oh, yeah, this is great. Oh, my gosh. Um, well done. And, and it's really good. So her new album with her band called, again, it's, it, is, it is called um, Maggie and, and, and the Irony Band. New album's called The Sunny Spot. And it's, it's like, a, how would, I, I would say it's, it's um, kind of like a country album. But it's got some, um, it almost like there's almost like a little bit like jet. Not, I mean, I don't think she's, I don't know if she's trying to do this or not, but it's, it's really great. It's really, and how would you just, so you, you, you just, you no, just that's, the, the that's the way to describe it. She's got a jazz, a, a female jazz lead singer that is fused with country. Yeah, like straight up country that like lean. It's it's like oh my gosh, this is kind of fun. Yeah, and I really like the song on the Wichita and um, Robbie Q. What about Saints Together? That's that's also a good song. That's that uh, is a single that she had just that she uh, just released, and it's it's good. I really I was actually I'm listening to this at work a, a a couple of weeks ago, and I had it on for like like the whole day. It's really, really good, and so I suggest if, if and I really like it. Like I love um, hearing uh, stuff of people who are just like a real, um, who are a real um, singer, um, songwriter, and it's just like their stuff, and they're 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 putting it out on their own, and it has almost like, and I, I, don't, I don't think that her that her stuff is rough, but it has a bit of like this, like oh, this is just a person who's like really talented, doing good stuff, putting out fun music. 
And I just like that. I always like it when you hear like a fun song yes. by a person that like isn't Taylor Swift. Or uh, um, by the way, her new album is fantastic. But um, I really like this again. So if you're if you are into country music at all, or just really good um, singer songwriter stuff, I highly encourage you to go and um, go and check out a uh, Maggie and and the Irony Band on Spotify, Apple Music. Her new album's called is uh, called The Sunny Spot. Uh, I think it's so, so good. So, yeah. Thank you to Maggie Ann and the Irony Band for sponsoring this episode of Catching Foxes. Isn't it great when you, like, just, I, I don't know, I just really enjoy, I enjoy hearing good new music. I th- always think that that's fun. I do, too. And one of the great things is discovering stuff that in a million years I never would have found on my own initiative. That's a much better way to put it. Yeah. 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 And then you hear it and you're like, oh, oh, this is what people like. Like, this is a cultivated taste, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is something mm-hmm. that, like, people who know. One of my favorite things, Luke, is when you post something on Patreon about music. Um, you did one on, like, uh, what was it, Spotify playlist? What oh. was that thing you wrote? I, I also, I did a thing um, recently with, there's this girl that I really want Steve the Missionary t- to marry. She does, um, she d- does these covers of, does these covers of Broadway songs in the style of Sufjan, Sufjan <laughs> Stevens. And it's, I mean, it's, it is incredible. And she's really pretty, so that also kind of helps. And um, kind of, but yeah. And then I did a thing a couple of weeks ago where I said share your favorite playlist, and it was really fun. Yeah, yeah. That I went through and listened uh, to, to a bunch of them. I can't say I, I did all of them, but there were a lot of songs in there that because I'm not a musical guy, but I I love music. I appreciate it to uh, a certain extent, but I'm not into it in the way that you are. I mean, you ran a freaking record label or help run. It's so cool to hear people and to snag their individual tastes and just mm-hmm. see what it's like and discover new things like that. Like um, Emma Frad, when we had Emma Frad on, I yeah. went and yeah. I listened to her whole every, everything that she produced under her whole um, under her previous band. But then I went through when um, you know with Matt, she released a uh, study album, study music album. And I use that all the time. I go on that. There's like a, if you're a, a Patreon, a Matt Frad, uh, Pints with Aquinas, they, he had a link to a lockdown SoundCloud account that had the album. And I listened to it and I was like, oh, this is interesting. But it was supposed to be like study music. And then one day I had to do a, uh, it, it was probably like a three or four page essay on, I think it was the, the historical proof of the resurrection for church stuff. And I just hit play and I worked and worked and worked. And it was the perfect filter for all the noise and shenanigans that goes on at my parish office Mm -hmm. in my, in the background. And it it just took it all away and it didn't distract me. And it kept it. The tempo was, I mean, it was perfect. So I've gone back to that. Whenever I have to do writing, I listen to Jurassic park theme song, slowed down 8,000% and Emma Fred. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't That's listen to Justin. So good. Justin Bieber's thing is when I, I like, I have a thing for it. Justin Bieber, what is it? <laughs> what is that song called? I think it, it's Baby or whatever. Yeah, or... Baby. Yeah, but it's it, but it's like slowed down to like a thousand percent or something. Yeah, like that, right. And yeah, yeah so what? There, there's a uh, a computer program that will slow it down, but it will shift 
the pitch. So, you know, like when you normally slow things down, as I learned in Home Alone 2, which my kids just watched, everything. My name is Peter McAllister. I'm the dad. Right? So I'm he, actually a mob boss. That's how I can afford this house in Chicago <laughs> and first class tickets for all the adults. To Paris. You ever think about that? Yeah, no, I think about that a lot. I'm like, what is this guy in? Cattle futures? <laughs> <laughs> he must be trading in water before it's legal. Oh, God bless him. Him and Nestle. Him and the CEO of Nestle. Um but the uh, the the beautiful thing about hearing oh f- Luke what did you do you ruined my train of thought where was I what? going choo choo where was I going Choo-choo. where was no, I going you were, Luke? Ta- you were talking about Emma Frad oh yeah Jurassic the, the, Park slow yeah down. don't put this on me no I know I shouldn't but I will and by this <laughs> I mean my um... <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could understand how often you actually say something like that. <laughs> They'll Use never that know, word. Luke. You're the bad guy. You're I the know. bad guy. Unclean. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm in a mood today. Uh, <laughs> what if you left it in there by accident and poor Sister Miriam heard that? I would never forgive you. Like, I don't care about anyone else. I care about her. And if you made her hear She doesn't that, listen. She listens occasionally. She she had a past, Luke. She had a past. <laughs> God, I love her testimony. Her testimony is like life changing. Anywho, uh, anywho, the the thing about Emma Frad is heaps good friends. That's her new band. Mm-hmm. It's great. No, I I I legit love what they're doing with heaps good friends. I love it, and I'll I'm so happy. I'm so happy I got to because whenever we interviewed her, I'm like, "Oh God, Emma, Emma, you're gonna be poor and you're gonna be a homeless, <laughs> homeless person's gonna be like, yeah, but I'm an artist. The band's gonna make it. But now heaps good friends. I'm like, holy crap, and I love it. Well, I, I, yeah, I think people don't really understand actually how much money people in music don't make and how poor all you, of them are. You make nothing. You make. Nothing. I mean, it's really is. A, I mean, when we had Derek Webb on, he was. I'm talking about. You know, this is a blue collar job. He's not kidding in this. In the sense of, uh, it's grunt work. It's you know, you are doing a lot of physical labor. Yeah, I didn't know how bad it was until you explained to me in your rage what a Catholic group <laughs> that shall remain nameless, but I remember who they are. Um, coming to Cincinnati, what their demands, expectations, payment, all that stuff was. And you were like, normal bands do not get this ever. And I was like, holy crap. No wonder why CD sales and merch is so important to these bands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when I, I think, I think, I I hope I remember this correctly. This is the old uh, fuzzy memory thing as, as I'm sliding into my forties in a couple of years, but I bought stuff from me without you because i remembered you saying that yes that's a very because i'm like i love this band and if they're getting a one one millionth of a penny per listen that i give them on a streaming service i'm gonna buy their damn t-shirt with their 25 dollar markup you know and uh my wife wears it uh all the time all the time to signal that she's in the mood Really, <laughs> oh baby, you're wearing oh. the the me without you oh, shirt. Oh, sorry, you know I didn't. Does to me? Yeah, I didn't finish my sentence. That she's in the mood to have a good rest. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I do not exist. Oh man, I love that. Okay, um, you know what you got me into that I really, really love now? Science fiction is retro. No, no, please. Uh, retro wave. <laughs> yeah. 
I am. I don't think you understand how obsessed I am because you like you brought it up, and I and then I heard. And I said, "Oh, that's great!" And then I never went back to it. And then we got a text from um, Matt Frad, and he was like, "Holy crap!" Like. This is awesome. And then I never went back to it. And then I did like about a year ago, and I have been obsessed with it ever since. So what are you listening to? What specifically? So my probably my favorite band is called um, The Midnight, and they have a song called um, Vampires. That yes. I just that it has a good any any I'm a retro wave that has a good saxophone. I'm just like, yep, that's great. That's all. Please take all 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 of my money. You are awesome. And there's this other band that I have been getting into. Let me pull up. Uh, they have a song that's what, so good. I'm gonna, what did mm-hmm. you call it? Mid '80s. What did you call it? Re- Retro wave. Retro wave. I've never heard of that phrase. So you know, like Time Cop, um, 1983. Yeah. So that's Gosh. like the style of music that they that they play would be considered retrowave. Luke, can I tell you how funny this is? I have another funny story to tell, but you saying this makes my heart host so happy. I never like I listened to um Time Cop and this other thing that I can't remember. I'm gonna try to find it. But um I listened to them all the time and I could not find them from my uh I could not find them in my playlist. I totally forgot what they were called. And I was like, crap, crap, crap. Night Shift and Tycho were the two bands I used to listen to all the time. Oh, and then yeah, Night Shift, yep. Yeah. And then uh Apple Music randomly had one of those replay, which is like, you know how like Facebook has like, this photo was taken six years ago, and you cry because yeah. you see your kids when they were actually cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or I see, you want to know uh, what I see? What do you see, up? Luke? You All see a girl that you don't want to be reminded of? That I, no, I, I uh, either block them or I untag myself from all of those photos. Well played. I um, see all the stupid shit that I wrote while I was drinking or being very dramatic in 2007, <laughs> 2008, 2009, to two, basically 2007 to around 2000 and let's say 12. That's so funny. It is unbelievably embarrassing. I cannot believe why that I put that out there that people actually saw that. Anyways, go on. So I the Apple has this thing called Replay 2017, 2015, whatever. And it's your top your most listened to songs in one playlist. And Shannon I said, Hey, have you seen this? And she goes, Yeah, that's your like it's a curated algorithm thing. And she said, uh, it's kind of embarrassing to see what songs we listen to all the time. And then I'm scrolling through and I'm like, oh, I remember listening to these songs. I remember listening to And then I find, and I was like, Tycho, that's the freaking guy's name that I listen to all, all the time. I love this guy. And then it was the, the Night Drive and all the other things. And I was like, this is killing me. This was so funny. I couldn't remember the name of the band. And you're right now telling me, and it was two days ago that I found this, and you're like, you got me into this, what do you call it, retro wave? What is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, retro oh, wave. how about that? And then I found we got a replay 2015. And I'm like, let me see what, oh, Taylor Swift, Bad Blood, mm. is the Still most hits. played song on my replay uh, album. And I thought, wait, 2015? That came out five years ago? Uh, guess what was my most played song of 2020, according to Spotify? G- give me a hint. Give me a hint. This is going to be awesome. Give me a hint. Uh, okay, so you may have just mentioned the name of, so of Taylor Swift. the artist, and it's a very emotional song. Uh, 
the wedding dress song, Baby Just Say no, Yes? No, no. <laughs> Although I do like I, I like that song. I a lot. love that song. I'm not going to lie. I love so that song. Good. I'm like, I'm um, not crying. You're crying. I'm not crying. Do you want to, you want to know I'm the crying. great story about, about that song? No, let me guess the thing. Is it from 1989? No. Oh, it's think not? of what came out. Think about what came out in uh, 2020. Oh, 2020. 2020. Okay, yeah. so clearly the the newest new, not the newest new, because she just came out with the okay. newest one. Okay. It's, uh, okay. Let me tell you. So it's from folklore. folklore. It's from folklore. It's on folklore. It is Cardigan. No. What do you think is the most dramatic song on that album? Okay. I listen. We all understand the relationship that Taylor Swift has with this podcast. But I'm gonna let you in on a secret. It's a lie. I have not listened to a single song on folklore or the new stuff. The last thing is, look what you made me do. Okay, look what you I'm made gonna, me I'm do. I'm gonna play the look chorus. What, Luke, I'm not done singing. Look what you oh, made sorry. me do. Okay, now I'm done. Sorry. So I need you to hear like. So it's okay. So this song is uh, basically about two people who are broken up or being all like emotional about it. Is it my it was, tears ricochet? No, so the song is called the song is called Exile, and it and it features um Bonnie Bear. So you hear oh. how he sings and stuff. He, he's all sad. Go to like yes. two ten. This is the most Luke thing ever, right? Right here. Step right out. There is no amount of crying I can do for. You always walked a very thin line. You didn't even gear me out. You didn't even mourn inside. All this time. Yeah. How Luke is that? Oh, it's 100% Luke. <laughs> That's so Luke, goes, it's Luke. When it just stopped, and he, you just hear him go, so step right out. I was like, yep, I love this. I love everything about this. This is very, very much me. And that was my yeah. most played song of 2020. So step right up. There's no amount of crying I can do for you. Is that what he's saying? Yep. That's very spiritual. It's <laughs> very spiritual. God is here. <sighs> Isn't he? Is there something interfering with your happiness or is it preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, I started going to therapy probably about maybe four months ago, maybe three months ago. And I just kind of realized that healing is something that the Lord wants us to receive. But healing is always an invitation from God. Quite often he asks people to, to you know, take a step out. We have to take action. And a great way to do that is through a group called BetterHelp. BetterHelp can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line. It is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. This service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime, and I'm going to send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and I'm a thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone obsession so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. Those are weird, as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and free to change counselors if you feel like you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is indeed available. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, wants you to start living a happier life today. You can go to betterhelp.com slash reviews and read some of the testimonials that are posted daily. So this is what we're going to do. We have a special offer for podcast listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash 
foxes. You go to slash foxes and you will get 10% off your first month. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional counselor. BetterHelp.com slash foxes. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of Catching Foxes. Music is so powerful because it directly mm-hmm. taps into our emotions. Uh, Blaise Pascal has this wonderful line, the heart has reasons that reason knows not of. And one of the things that um, that, that branches off in two ways for me. One is the, the way that things like music and plays and movies and things like that can bypass reason and go right to your emotions in a way that Maybe you don't even want them to, but they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughters were arguing today. We were playing. My, my wife had left to go to a doctor's appointment. Pray oh, for her. How selfish. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, sorry. No, 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 no. It's both. It's both. It's, it's, it's both important and selfish of her. Because today is the first day of my vacation that I've had since April 1st, 2020. Today. Mm-hmm. First day I've taken off, and I haven't had anything to do except for A, taxes, B, homeschooling my kids, C, anywho. So I go through all this stuff, and I say, kids, you know what? Daddy homeschooled you so well. We're going to take a break. Daddy's so good at this. We're going to play Crash Team Racing, Crash Bandicoot, knockoff of Mario Kart, and we're going to play Crash Team Racing that one of our Patreon supporters sent me a code, and I downloaded it onto my Xbox. We are playing it. My kids are so good. My daughter says to me, Daddy, I want to go upstairs and listen to music, and I want Cecilia to come downstairs and play video games because I don't. And I said, why don't you just go up with her and listen? And she said, Daddy, Cecilia has such bad taste in music. She likes, <laughs> she likes terrible songs. And I said, what do you mean? She likes all the songs you like. When we're driving in the car, she requests the same playlist as you. She says, no, Daddy. Now she just loves Skillet. Oh, no, Cecilia, why? My son, Thomas, my six-year-old Thomas, got everyone into Skillet. It's the funniest thing in the world. Oh, tell her that that, um, flat Lukey has some old-school Skillet that he, you know, kind of likes that she might find interesting. So I say to her, I says, Katiri, you also have terrible taste in music. Your favorite (laughs) album, and I literally said this, I go, your favorite album... You're is, so brutal. Is Descendants two or or no? <laughs> is Descendants from the from Disney or Zombies two? Which is I'm I'm sure the worst movie ever made in the history of humanity and in the history of children's movies. It beats out everything, right? <laughs> You're so cruel. It is so terrible. It's it's a movie where zombies. Monsters and normal humans go to the same high school, and can't we all just get along? It's so terrible, <laughs> but they love the soundtrack. And I say, but why do you like those songs? Because of the hook in the chorus. You don't give a crap about the song. You don't even know what they're talking about. But their hook in the chorus, your tiny little infantile brain that can't understand <laughs> real music. I said, Katiri, if you want to listen to real music, go up there and you tell Alexa. I want to listen to Hendrix, and then you come back and tell me what's what. And you know what? She played another round of Crash Bandicoot Team Racing, and she (laughs) beat the crap out of me. (laughs) Katiri is incredible at that game. She was like, enjoy your 40s and just slam the remote down. Hey, my kids literally say, okay, boomer. 
<laughs> oh, to me. Oh, my God. To me. Who, who literally, <laughs> literally, because of Catching Foxes and maybe a parish podcast that I'm involved in, had people denouncing publicly on Facebook, which is, you know, fake public, denouncing me because I attack baby boomers and am a generationalist. It was all jokes. I was just joking. Where are we? But <laughs> now she's calling me a boomer. I realize the death is the way uh, the culture reboots itself. Like, get rid of you old people. I'm a boomer now. In her eyes, I'm I'm no different than Teresa Gormley, who's 72 years old. I was at a thing, and I don't remember I don't remember what it was, but I think it was Sarah Rose's sister. She brought oh uh, they were uh, uh, they um, had a Christmas party um, at Sarah Rose's house, and I like made some comment about uh, what song was it. I think I was trying to oh, I was trying to get them to play Wu Tang, and she and her sister goes, "Okay, boomer," and I was like, "What the hell?" Because <laughs> she, like she's like twenty one or about twenty two or something. I'm like that. And I was like, "Do you know how long I've been fighting the boomers?" And this is Wu Tang. <laughs> if anything, it's a Gen X thing. Yeah, turns out, turns out, it, it's so funny how this stuff flips so quickly isn't it starting it's starting because like we're at a point now where we're like you know we've we've okay so for the past like 10 years at least 10 solid years for the most part what's hip we don't really like it like i don't know what a machine gun kelly is and every time i've heard it i'm like although john apparently loved some random (laughs) a machine gun kelly songs that was weird but um like for the most like you know i mean you have your taylor swifts who are uh generationally transcendent but i'm like i'm talking about your people who are just below that like i didn't know what a kid cuddy was who's the who's the guy that has 69 tattooed on his face yeah i don't know is it my dad no No, it is not my dad (laughs) (laughs) turns out (laughs) i remember i remember someone mentioning post malone and i looked at them and i'm like sam malone from cheers and they're like, post, oh. actually, Post Malone might be the guy that John. Like, I don't remember. Anyways, it like I don't know any of their stuff. I don't understand it. Like I discovered, um, Run the Jewels like three years later, and everyone on Catholic Twitter. Oh, thinking, uh, actually, it was um, Ethan from 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 the Crunch goes. Luke just discovered 2015 or something. Like, One of the really greatest funny. lines of all time. Ethan yeah. nailed it. Yeah, it was, but like. And that's like so, like you know, we're like we are behind, and we don't, and we don't um, know, but we're starting to get to the point where it's like, what the hell is this? Like, yeah. like, it, like we don't have any sort of cultural, like not not even like a reference, but like our first premise is just nowhere near what they like now. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's me, hundred percent. I don't get like it. And no, no, this is how you know you're old. I don't get it. But I don't care that I don't get it. Yeah, these and like, kids. That's the thing. Yeah, it's just crap. Like that's my mindset. Is I remember my parents being like grunge, alternative. This is just crap. Wanna be classic rock? And now I'm like, oh, oh, you got all the. You think that's rap? Have you ever heard of Tupac? You ever heard of Biggie? You ever heard of Eminem? You ever heard Dr. Dre? <laughs> oh, oh, this sounds like it needs medical attention. Let me take you to the doctor, Dr. Dre, because he knows how to rap. This guy Let has me no tell clue. you what you did here. Play. <laughs> Actually, that's that's a wrong song, but still. Uh, oh wait, do you want to feel old? Um, yes. The Chronic came out 
what is it, oh, like 27 you... years ago or 28 years ago or something like that? The the original Chronic or The Chronic came out, and then they had a Chronic 2000. They sure did. And we were all better because of it. Rockin' to the wheels follow. We don't play. play. Smoke weed. Every <laughs> day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll oh, never get our audience is gonna get that. Yeah, but you know what? That's what made Chris Pratt Chris Pratt. He used to smoke weed in his van and listen to Eminem and Dr. Dre, and that's what made him a Christian Star Lord. There you go. There you go. So um Can I tell you one weird story and then it's a it's like a minute long story. No, yeah, listen, let's let's go. Let's, and then and then we'll up. segue into your topic. Luke, you have a wonderful topic. It scares me. It's beautiful. Sexual, no, no, listen, I love I'm, it. I'm very happy just to talk about stupid pop culture stuff. Okay, so let's talk about me. <clears throat> Girth. I am I I am afraid of certain things, and I don't understand why I'm afraid of them. Right? I'm hesitant to execute. So me and my me and my beloved, we have a, a beautiful child who is diagnosed generalized anxiety disorder and now diagnosed ADHD. The doctor turns to my wife and says, so who in your immediate family is ADHD because this is heavily transmitted? And my wife starts to laugh mm-hmm. and said, clearly it's my husband, not me. So she tells me this, and I go, wow, J.D. Flynn was right. I probably am ADHD. Insert conversations. Insert me doing all this research and trying to find out about my daughter's stuff and then realizing, oh, my God, this is my childhood, teen years slash adulthood and one of the things that they talked about was an executive function disorder Mm -hmm. where you have the knowledge in the back of your head you act in the front of your head but the back to the front don't connect all the time and and it's random where it doesn't and for me uh as a chubby little homeschooler it is uh there are certain things that literally paralyze me luke certain things so when someone makes uh, via email a demand on me that I can't immediately or near immediately resolve, there's something inside of me that says, like, it's like us. It's like, uh, it's hard to describe, but it's like this thing Very gets. Very hard to describe. Yeah. yeah it, this thing gets switched and it goes from, oh, stuff I can handle without even thinking about it to, oh my God, what are we going to do about this thing? You know what? Let's not think about it. And whatever pinballs that, like, flow down, you know, hundreds and thousands of things fall down into, yeah, there's no big deal. It's going to hard work. Okay, we'll get it done. It's fine. No worries. But every so often, and it goes in this other category, one big pinball, one of those things is my taxes. I don't know why. I'm obsessed about fire. I'm obsessed about finances. I do this deep plunge. I, 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 I try to be frugal. It, but it, it, there is a thing. And I was saying to my wife tonight, my wife is like, you know what we should do? Like maybe once a year we sit down and we we just – we have a day where it's just me and you. And we map out – and she got this from a, a, a Catholic woman she follows on Instagram. And she's like, we just map out our future. Like what are some things that were struggles that we had struggles with you know, this past year? Where, That's a great idea. Yeah. I, I thought it was awesome. I really do. But she said, you know, like I'm looking forward to next year. What are some things that we need help on? And as me and Shannon are talking, I'm like – you know, what is it about these things that, like, paralyze me in a weird way? And, I, you know, the taxes, I said to her, I said, you know what's funny about the taxes? 
there's not any one if, if you line up all the things gathering together the w or the 1099s from all the speaking gigs yeah got that it's all in a box it's fine getting my w2 from work got that it's emailed to me okay and it's in my mailbox the mortgage emailed the the student loan debt you know interest payment stuff interest and payment. Mm-hmm. yeah all the mm-hmm. things that i could do it's all there except for certain things like mileage on my car for traveling to different events and for some reason certain things get wrapped in that shell of like oh my god how can you do this you can't do this right now you can't resolve it right now just forget about it it is 2020 at the end of 2020 and i haven't done my 2018 2019 taxes so i'm finishing i prepaid my 2018 whatever guesstimated I, my company, and this is what happened to me, the company that I use to do my taxes, because they're weird and complicated, um, in, in 2016, 2017, 2018, uh, they said, hey, we're doing this new all digital thing. Please don't come to our office. Just scan and upload. So I spend this one feverish day in October after I p- applied for an extension, scanning everything and putting it on a SD card. You know, those little cards you put in like a camera and stuff. Put I've all in this SD card. Heard rumors Free- about them. Yeah, I'm freaking out. Get it all done. Upload it. Never hear from them. We go back and forth. I ghost them. They ghost me. I'm a train wreck as a human person. I'm, I'm I'm a horrible person for this. Luke, I don't know what happens to that SD card. It never, I, I lose it. All my documents. Now, I have my physical documents, but they're in a box, and I'm scared to open the box. It's so bizarre, right? It's like an OCD, but in reverse. It's you know, it, um, well, okay, should we just go ahead and do, have this conversation? Only if you want to. I'm not okay. trying to make you. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I know. I know, but I think I'm ready. I think I think that I am ready to do this. So, um, um, when I was in high school, I was having, I was, so in school, I was always a student who, um, um, okay, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to not... Go to you because I won't go too long because I want to be able to pick it up. Yeah, off of what you said. So let me just be very, very uh, brief here. I was either like an A or like a DC student. Bs yeah. were the grades that I never got. Uh, for the most part, it was either like doing great or like average or like what the hell is happening here? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember a story. From my mom, she said when I was in like the fifth grade or something around that time, her and my dad stopped by my locker and they opened it up and they were horrified because they just saw all this crap in there. And they were like homework assignments that I had done that I had never turned in and all of this stuff. And um, they just really couldn't understand why. And I also used to really – I had a real issue (laughs) – this will shock everyone – with anger. I would like tear the posters off my wall down. It was like a constant thing. It's the point where they like stop stopped buying me posters. Um, You're like, no, Five Iron Frenzy needs to decorate every wall. <laughs> I'm gonna tear down this this Michael Keaton Batman poster. I'm gonna tear down this Jurassic Park poster. I'm gonna tear down this um, Lamborghini um, poster when <laughs> they were a thing in 1993. Thank um, you, Scholastic Book Fairs at my ex- public school. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that my mom's for some reason laminated. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because your mom's a teacher. That's true. Yeah, it's very true. Um, and, uh, she gets it. It, when I was around junior higher. And so, and there's also like little things where I'm not the most coordinated um, person 
in the world where I'll just I will bump into things. I will, I've twisted my ankle God knows how many times. <laughs> um, and when I was in early high school, they they never tested me for anything, but the doc, some doctor we went to put me put me on Ritalin or Adderall. I don't I don't recall what, but it really really helped a lot. And in fact, I can even uh, remember being on it and being and when I would and I remember one time running uh, when we were um, working out for uh, for, for football and being really fast. I'm like, why am I so fast right now like this is weird like why am i so fast and i when i was like i, I think i'm running like i tend when i walk it's like on it's like on the sides of my feet it was just kind of weird and i and I, i'm not saying that it's directly correlated to you know like ritalin but there were certain points in time when i would have these experiences of like my body kind of almost working the way that perhaps it should fast forward to college um i kept it really hidden how bad I did at school at certain at certain points in time. I hid that very, very well from everyone um, until 2005 when I failed and uh, when I went to a class and they said, you're not here. And I said, huh, that's weird. And then I went to the registrar to be like, hey, why am I not registered in this, um, in this like mini session class? I have to pass in order to be done with school because I'm going to move to Orange County in August. And they said, no, you're not. You failed out of school. And I was like, I'm sorry. Come again. <laughs> and I, I'll, I'll be okay. I'll be real honest. I failed a class for the third time. And I what class I had was that? The, this was uh, historical methods. Oh, yeah. And it always came down to my paper, which is the biggest grade for that class. I would always bomb because I would always wait to the very last minute. And it would be a decent paper well, but it would just be like there would be tons of mistakes, and it just you know it was not anywhere near what it needed to be to be that paper. And my and my um teacher said, "I'm not gonna accept this," and it ruined a lot of things. I got dumped two weeks two weeks later, and then begins you know a whole lot of sadness. Which um, at the time I so okay. Why am I, why am I bringing all of this up? Um, these are I decided me and Aaron a couple months ago. Decided, hey, I think it's time that I get tested for ADHD, and because of these things that have been issues with like uh, with work, especially things being very hard, that I feel like this really shouldn't be hard. Um, I don't think I was performing poorly at work, but it was a struggle, and I would be just so um, miserable about slow paced, un and un. Structured environments. We this is like in the springtime. We signed. I signed up for um uh, for to get um tested. I couldn't start till the end of September, and it was like one test a week for three weeks. And uh, like the first one w- was about an hour, and I explained my you know like back history with school, with dating, w- w- with all my family like relationships, and and by the end of it the. The guy goes, so I can't die. I can't diagnose you, but you're a poster child for ADHD. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. And uh, oh, because oh, and, and in high school, I guess I quit taking on Ritalin. And according to my mom, I, I asked her why. She goes, I just remember you kind of saying, I'm fine. No, I'm good. I'm a football player. I don't need this. And I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Luke. <laughs> Shh, you, oh, I'm 19, I'm 98. Luke is a real trip. And um. <laughs> So, yeah, I ended up being di- being diagnosed actually with um, ADHD inattentive, which is which is ADD, 
And I actually have ADHD, ADHD mild because there's, there's I don't I don't want to get I'm, I'm, we're already very into the, the weeds with this, but the one thing that's common with with uh, with ADHD that I don't have is I actually have really good so I have about above average intelligence with a really good working memory. Mm, so okay. there's this one part in the test where you have to like. Um, I don't remember like what you do exactly, but basically I have to like redo his steps on like a box. So you went like box here, this box, this box, this box, this box. I did okay with that, but I did really good doing it in reverse. And so like really like, I mean like exceedingly high and um, somehow that test I'm working memory or something. And so, uh, and with, you know, ADHD is really interesting because with all of so you actually your brain has more in common with with an autistic brain than it does with a normal brain, and that was kind of a tough pill to swallow for a bit. But um, and, and not because like you know autism is bad or anything, but just having to realize like I'm there's something wrong with me. Like this is broken. Like th- this is not just a personality trait. This is not just oh Luke's you know. Um, because like after a while, do, you hear the jokes. Sorry. Do you feel like Go it's ahead. a relief in the fact that, like, what is termed disorganized and lazy and absent-minded is actually like no? There's a real cognitive structural thing that underlies it all. Was there ever a relief moment for you, like? In the very beginning, when I was getting close to, when I was going through all of the testing and doing more research about how to cope, absolutely. Because I was starting to see, okay, here are, the, here are the different things that I can do, and this is really good, and you know, all, and, and, all, and all of that stuff. And then when I got the actual di- di- uh, diagnosis, um, that was really tough. It was. I remember you telling me about it, and you read me the the way it describes you, uh, what does it say? This man or the man? Yeah, yeah this yeah, like this guy basically had like four or five main points. And it's, I mean, it's brutal. Like, it's just like, hey, here's, and it's, and it's not, it's, they're all pieces of a puzzle they're trying to unput together. And it's not a completely, like, it's, and it's not, this is what, it's, it's not a, this is what you are, but it's a, these are things that, you know, probably are an issue for you at times. And it was very painfully accurate. And it was, that was the, this is why I didn't bring it up on the podcast because it was, I was not in a place where I could emotionally talk about it without getting very upset. Yeah, like about six weeks ago, you got this, and you were this this particular diagnosis or whatever this was, and you read it to me, but it was it was brutal. Yeah, mm-hmm. holy crap, that's like that one friend that's brutally honest, even when you don't ask him to be, and and you don't yeah. want him to be, and there's no reason yeah. to be. It's like <laughs> right now, I, and I I wasn't expecting that, and that was and it's and it's important. To remember that it's all a piece of like a of a, a bigger puzzle, yeah. and you're trying to put the pieces together. But it was, I, I think, and this was the hardest part. This is the part that I've, I finally, I think I've accepted. It was never going to change. There were things that I thought were always going to get better, yeah. and it was never going to change. Yeah, I wish I could. I I remember. 
being late to an 8 a.m. class that I had to take. This is after I failed out of college and had, and I finally was, I was, I didn't fail out, but I was academic. I was on academic suspension, which is like, you basically, I mean, like you failed out. I had to wait a semester and then go back in the spring and say, here's, here's like, here's how I've changed. And I really thought that I, I got real interest. I got too introspective during that time period. You know, like I, I, I was brutal on myself in a way that was very unhealthy. ADHD is the kind of thing where there are, it's not with every person. It, it is not the same. Right. So you did very well in school. Yeah, that's the I funny did thing. That's the funny thing is there certain no, they're just certain di- and uh, the the guy I can't remember his name, but I'll try to dig it up. He gave this thirty things every parent should know about a child with ADHD, and like it brought me to tears within the first ten minutes about dealing with my my sweet kiddo. But about thirty minutes into it, I was like, oh. Now we're going through my teenage years, and now we're going through my high school or college yeah. years. Yeah, because you see, like what he's saying is essentially ADHD is a shitty name for the thing. It, it it's one aspect, right? The um, hyperactive, fidgety kid who shifting attention here, there, here, there, here, and there. that's what I think some people tend to think that it like it's. Oh yeah, a, yeah. Oh yeah, but the other part is the executive function part of it, which is really where with my kiddo. That's the big thing. It's like he he kept saying someone with ADHD has all the same knowledge as every other kid. This is what makes it so hard for you parents, right? The 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 guy speaking. This is what makes it so hard for you parents is you say things like, "Didn't I tell you not to do this?" And he said, "If you think of knowledge as in the back of your head or the back of your brain, and the front half is that, you know, the frontal lobe, the higher developed area. That's where I reason to consequences and I wait, weigh and judge decisions. He said, it's almost like there's a gap. And that gap lets some information across, but most doesn't get across. So they have the same knowledge. So if you're yelling at them and you say, didn't I tell you not to do X? They will say, yes, you did. And it's like. Damn it! Then why didn't you do it, or why did you do yeah. it, or whatever it is? And it's that's the executive function. The executive function is the thing that executes on the other stuff in the back of your head. Well, the, and and sorry, that's just one aspect or two different aspects. The fidgety side. Wh- what did you say yours was? The so inattentive. Mine is yes. Yeah, so mine is inattentive and yeah. it uh, and that's a totally different dimension than the executive function thing and now there's a whole disorder called executive function disorder that psychologists have been able to piece out and and kind of like quantify and it's such a fascinating thing so keep going this is why i actually tend to do better if i'm in a leadership role which sounds counter counter intuitive but here's why it's because you have a thousand things that are being um, demanded of of you, and that's what I need. Yeah, the worst yes. thing you can do. This is why a diocese was so hard, and why I think I probably made some people like. There are a lot of people who are probably listening, going, "Oh, this is why it took Luke like you know X amount of time to start this, or why he waited this long to, to do that." Like the worst thing that you can do is give them free reign. Yeah, 
And, see, and when you have, this is why I think I was probably my one of my favorite jobs was when I was when I was a busboy because it's like you just hear it's it's all right there and you just go 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 go. It's go, specific. Go, go. It's measurable. It's yeah, repeatable. It's, it's, it's right cool. there. Like it's all like it's just it, it has to be done there. It's it's not even it's not even really that. It's that it's in the moment. Yeah. So it's right here, right now. Which is now. also why video games are so powerful for people with yes. ADHD. Because, because they're it's immediate reward. Mm-hmm. Immediate reward. Immediate. Yep. And when that yep. guy said that on the video, he said it's immediate reward. I was like, no one gets lost more than her, than my, my sweet little one. No mm-hmm. one gets lost more than her in a video game that when, when I thought, okay, guys, your time is up. You got to turn off the screens. No more. She's the one always complaining. And you begin to see that, like this is where it resonates the most with her. Yeah, is because it's immediate input reward, input reward. And the, the cool part about it, and the, like this is why it's 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 also a very unique thing, is that there's, um, so it's probably one of the reasons why I have a speech impediment. It's not for sure the reason why, but it tends to be a common thing with that. Is that is having some type of a speech? It can be anything from speech impediment to having general anxiety, um, disorder to all sorts of things. And, um, and it, it's again, it's very, it's very uh, unique in every person. And the great thing about it though is it's also out of all the mental disorders that a person can have, it's very manageable. And it's, um, it just, you know, like there are, it's, there are certain things that, uh, like, so. Here's here, here's how I would compare the, the difference be, be between us. Do you remember in college? So you were like really into school, and you did a really good job. I if I had been like how I was about music with school, I would have done well in school. It's it's kind of it's you, there are certain things that you get that if, when you, like you know you have this where you can get hyper focused or get like hyper into and kind of become like all into it. They're very much all or nothing people. I I bring this up because I don't want to commit career suicide by by talking about this, or, or I don't want people to think that I'm like not good at working because I don't think that's true at all. I don't I think people that I have worked with would agree, but it does explain why for me certain things are hard, such as waking up in the morning is actually re- like it's it's frustratingly difficult, um, because you're tired, you're a groggy, and your brain doesn't like for me i was i'm reading this on one thing how people who it's 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 an effect of adhd where certain or certain people it's actually best if they get up if they go to bed between one and two and if they were to wake up around eight or nine and i was like son of a bitch that's me like that's so me. I'm so 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 me. So in like I was doomed to fail in college with an 8 a.m. class. There was just no way that that was going to work out with where I was. Now, had I been on medication, had I known that, you know, um, that perhaps could have been different, but who knows. So I had scanned my documents in 2019. That's how this whole thing started. Do you remember? I said, let me give you you a one-minute summary, and then we've been going for 25 (laughs) minutes. So... In 2019, doing my 2018 taxes, the company that I was with, 
So like, hey, we do everything electronically. And all of a sudden that became like, oh my God, I can't just give them all my paperwork that I already have printed out. I got to scan it. I'm a nerd. I love this stuff. I scanned it, put it on an SD card, scan it all into the SD card of the printer. Everything's there. It's fine. For some reason, my brain said, you know what? Email them tomorrow. Email them tomorrow. Email the documents tomorrow. You know, do, do it in a couple of weeks. You'll be fine. You got plenty of time. You got months. And then it was like, Mr. Gormley, in one week, your taxes are due. So then I email them, and then they don't email me back. And I'm like, they hate me. They don't like me. Oh, my God. What have I done? What have I failed to do? So then I lose the SD card. I lose it. I have no idea where all my tax documents. Now, I have the physical copies in a box marked that Shannon had wrote with a Sharpie. 2018 taxes. I have it in my office. I've had it since, you know, the January 1st of 2019. When I started collecting all my uh, 1099s. Now, the funny thing was, I lost that SD card for over a year. Uh, on Wednesday, I told a couple people that I work with, I'm taking Thursday and Friday off, and then I'm off for the rest of the year. I'm done. I'll check my email from here to there, but I'm done. So all the video stuff we need to do, we need to do now. And so I recorded, we're doing this relic reveals. We're going to have 27 relics. In our new chapel that we're oh, wow. building at our church. Yeah, it's awesome. So every week we do a relic reveal, and I record these videos that are like 15 minutes long for my parish. Uh, the guy that does it, you know, he's got to have like three days to edit the video, and he does all these hilarious things to it. So we, I'm like, hey, we got to do this. Well, I also record videos for my junior high parents because the, um, you know, they have to teach all the stuff at home, and so it's it's kind of hard for them. So I, I tell the lady who's in charge of the junior high stuff, like, hey, we're going to do this back-to-back, two episodes, right after I do the Relic reveal. We record all the stuff. I look at the guy and say, listen, I need the SD cards. We had two cameras plus an audio thing. I go, give me all the SD cards so I can dump it on my computer and I'll work on it you know, as the days go on. Luke, I spent 45 minutes on my work printers, which are you know these fancy industrial things, with a jump drive inserted into it and a USB slot and scanning, 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 all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I get back. I get all the stuff on the jump drive, put it on my computer, start to upload it to my tax professional who's a parishioner. God bless Kelly. And all of a sudden, I pull out the SD cards and I start to upload the video file. And there's a video, and there's a, a, a folder called scan, uh, Epson Scan 001. Hmm. And I go, what the hell is this? I double-click it. Luke, literally, I have not seen this SD card since October or probably like March or April 15th of 2019. I haven't seen this thing. Mm -hmm. It has all of my documents that literally four minutes earlier I just spent scanning onto a thumb drive this was the thing oh man it was set like uh, apparently i recorded a video shortly thereafter and then the youth ministry group kept it and then it went on to this other group who in the church used it and then finally it made its way but i mean think of the odds that between me and a handful of other nerdy people on staff who have sd cards and recording video and doing audio and stuff i mean there's probably two dozen sd cards and here is the one that I have been missing for like a year and a half. All of a sudden, magically returns. 
literally five minutes after I just spent forty five minutes at you know you know doing all the scanning and stuff. It was just such a bizarro moment in my life. But when I got finished, I said, "Oh, this is perfect. This is the perfect symbol of what I've been doing. I've been gunning it with my you know the the floor uh, the pedal to the floor." Mm-hmm. Doing everything uh, 100 miles an hour except the fact that I'm in mud and I'm going nowhere. Like, I did this exact same thing a year and a half ago, and now I'm back. Here we go. Let's do it all over again and try to get this. So then the the, the kind of the pinnacle of everything was I, I have a CPA at my church. She She's so wonderful. She is awesome. I work with her on the side for other things with the church stuff. And she said, I'll do your taxes. It's fine. I know you have an urgency. Yeah, because if after today, they start to charge massive interest on what I owe. And so I need to get all done by today. So we start talking on on Monday, Tuesday. I'm getting her all this stuff. Wednesday, Thursday. She says, Mike, you're never going to believe this. So I finish everything. Get it all uploaded to her. All the extra questions she asked me. All the deductibles, deductions, whatever. She said, the IRS just turned it off for the next three weeks. Because of the end of year stuff, they're not receiving anything new today. You missed the deadline by five minutes. Oh no! And I was like, you know, I got the worst luck in the world. So I ran, I printed everything out, twenty-seven pages, uh, and uh, had it certified mail sent so that at least the postmark would be today. And then I paid the stuff online so I wouldn't get charged the interest. Hopefully it works out. It probably won't, knowing me. The people, if you struggle with ADHD, especially the whatever version I have, and my wife is getting a doctor's appointment in January for me, the biggest thing is this. You can't manage it in your brain, so you have to have the environment around you help you. A CPA. Well, this is why I want to bring this up. Sorry. Go. No, I was just going to say, for me, a CPA, calendars with reminders, a wife who loves me and does not nag me but encourages me, these are the things I need to execute. Here's why this is why I think it's why I wanted to bring this up. Uh, and it's not about ADHD stuff or tips tips for that because there's people in our audience who are listening who don't have it, and, and it's not a problem, although it's good that you are bringing, um, uh, that you are bringing this up. J.D. Flynn had a tweet a couple of weeks, uh, like last week or so, where he talked about how he brought up this idea that perhaps Catholic high schools should have intramural sport as opposed to interscholastic sports. Yeah. Uh, because um, he said Christianity is not a spectator sport. And pushing back on this idea that, uh, you know, that I, th- and I, and as I have been contemplating that, this, this idea of like how much of our life is actually us just watching things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for us, commenting on them and how easy it is that's like i feel like that's at times all that christianity can be going back to your point earlier why some people get angry at us for the for the things that we say i want to be like what the do you think we're doing (laughs) like we're talking about the stuff that is really important to a lot of people and really difficult why do you think we're doing this because this is reality this is it's like 
it's reality that some people um, like to curse just to make their points, and it's kind of funny. And it's the reality that the bishops are can be incredibly tough, and it's the reality that it is hard as hell to live the Christian life right now, and we have to get serious about it. Like, that's the reality that people live with. And instead, what we want are just these really nice things to, to like, like, we just, like, it's the same thing with sports at, at times, where I feel like you, like, it's, you don't really care about the sports. You just want to be engulfed in the conversation about it so you don't have to deal with life. And that's how we treat our, treat our um, Christian faith. Cause we, so we don't want to hear anything that really upsets us that perhaps um, – now, of course, I don't want to cause any, like anyone to sin. I think all the time about all the things in the Bible about don't like be like be like a drunkard, ha- like have a good witness, and then I'm terrified of how I'm like screwing everyone's life up. Like that's all that's all very. Important. I had a coworker send me a Bible verse from Philippians which says, "Do not use abusive language," and she said, "Quote, I thought of you when I read that." <laughs> <laughs> The worst, the one of the worst parts about the ADHD diagnosis for me, really wasn't the damage that I did to myself and my own and my own life because I, you know, and I always kind of it's been in the back of my mind for uh, um, decades that this could be it could be a problem. It is. um, I made someone's an ex girlfriend's life probably pretty like miserable at certain times by how I handled a breakup. That's that's what I that's what I feel bad about is when I see the things on there and I see how I reacted to certain things, how I like you know probably was like a very t- tough I'm a, a t- tough like roommate at times. I was a tough I was a tough I'm a friend to have because I could just be exhausting how I um, follow through with things and certain stuff like how I really have hurt and actually probably burned some bridges with some with some people like like even um, Brian who we had on the show like last week I know I wasn't the best um, roommate at that point in time out in DC because I was so but like there were things and I feel like if I if I had um, known about how the ADHD was actually impacting me and things I could have done about it at that time things would have probably been dramatically different oh yeah and and that's the that's the hard that's the hard absolutely part. it's absolutely the hard part yeah, I mean, I have apologized to Aaron ad nauseum for stuff that I saw when I got that diagnosis and all the stuff on there, and I saw the ways that I've impacted her, ways that I've impacted my, you know, my sisters and all that. Like, I genuinely like. I kind of hope that, like, I've. I mean, this sounds weird, but I hope that I have ex girlfriends who are actually I'm listening to this episode who can hear this, so they can just know, like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, and I'm of friends that I've hurt or people that I have, like, girls that I was terrible to because I was, you know, just a, like, like or, you know, uh, people that I worked with or different things that just, um, you know, like, what it's 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 very easy to get a thing like that and to then just, like, see the trail of the um, – See the damage behind you. Kind of see like yeah. the whole um, Sherman's yeah. March. Like you, um, you have um, uh, uh, reached <laughs> the sea, and all you see is just like burnt stuff everywhere. And it's like whoopsies, uh, you know. Um, I don't know if Sherman said whoopsies, but yeah, I guess yeah. It, like, he was like, have... "F yeah, I burned everything from the sea, sea <laughs> to Savannah." F yeah, <laughs> but starvation. No, I, I, I I had a, a a priest send me a text message, and he just said, "I got diagnosed with ADHD." Um, I need help figuring out how to be a better priest in terms of just pure organization 
And he said, I realize my fear in this has been reducing the church to an organization, right? That that you can apply principles to of organizational management and efficiency and all that stuff. He said, but I see there there is clearly this thing where it's like, I need to execute and I can't use stuff like spirituality, right? Oh, you're not spiritual enough, right? I can't use that as an excuse to not maintain a good calendar. It wasn't until my daughter had that, had this issue that I began seeing like, oh, okay, I can see myself in this other priest where it's not just about being an extrovert introvert. It's There are all these things, you kind of said it earlier, there are all these things that go into being a human person that's more than just ADHD, right? That's not your entire personality. It's an aspect of your cognitive function and different things. And with this man, he wants to serve his people, and he does faithfully, but he sees this lack that his brain can't overcome on its own. He needs help. There's this notion of neural tribes where so many people's brains function in different ways, but those ways are more or less like shared by millions of people. So it's almost like the autistic brain is just a different manifestation of a human brain. It's not an impairment, but a different a different type mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of way of thinking. Yeah. And so if you think about that with all these different like ADHD, AD, you know, whatever. These are neural tribes where you have these different things. And one of the things that I thought was so funny that you said was like doing these physical repetitive tasks of being a busboy was powerful for you because they said most people with ADHD end up in the trades. They end up doing physical labor. And if they if they feel an inadequacy between where they kind of maybe want to be and what they're capable of and they supplement with drugs and alcohol, what happens is they get to the bottom of those trades, right? They're doing they're doing stuff that non-skilled labor is kind of that territory. See, I've actually read other things about that, how actually you can have people who are in high positions have it because of um, that type of uh, – Right, because – but there's – Constant, like, like – Yeah. You, you, you tend to have a more outgoing unpersonality or different things, so you tend to – Right, you, unless, unless it's coupled with the different – this is what I'm trying to say – it's coupled with the different aspects of personality that ADHD does. So what if you're an oh, introvert? Yeah, yeah. What if you're an introvert who can't finish tasks like one task at a time? You want to do 20 tasks. Well, that might be great for a CEO who's an extrovert or a XYZ whatever. But when it's when you're an introvert, when you're shy, when you're painfully shy, like my daughter is, and then you have anxiety on top of that that you can't control. Other people and the things that make you thrive, Luke, are the things that would utterly cripple my daughter. Like just today, just today. Okay, picture this. It's me and my wife, my oldest daughter, Kateri, and my younger daughter, Cecilia. I gave Kateri and Cecilia the task of memorizing uh, about five verses from John's gospel. It had to do with a religion assignment they had. And I know that both my daughters, Kateri and Cecilia, Cecilia is insanely brilliant. Kateri is really smart. Both of them coast on their intellect, like I did. 
And and I was talking with a psychologist or a psychiatrist, and she said you can coast on your the raw power of your intellect for years until you basically get to college, and then you have to do things that are time intensive, like research, you know, all these different things. And then you can't fake that with just your intelligence. You have to do the hard work. And the people who are B students excel because they know how to do hard work. And the people who are daydream themselves to an A don't know how to excel when you have to do hard work. So the best thing to do for them is to assign them things like like brute force memorization. So I said, I want you girls to memorize this. This is my daughter. Similar to you in certain circumstances, similar to me in certain circumstances. But she's an introvert and she has generalized anxiety disorder. I said, okay, Kateri, do your do your memorization. You know, she spits it out without even hesitating. She's an extrovert. She loves attention. She is like me in that regard, where she desperately craves affirmation by everyone around her. <laughs> then you pivot to Cecilia. Cecilia walks up to me and she goes, Um, can I just do it for you and not in front of other people? I'm like, come on, just do it. You need to be able to be able to like talk in front of others, do presentations, do no, no. Can I just do it for you? I don't want anyone looking at me. I don't want anyone looking at me. And you're like, Cecilia, come on, just do it. She walked up to me and she, she, (laughs) the crazy thing was she spit out 20 verses ish, but she had to do it standing right in front of me, not making eye contact with anyone because of the other side of ADHD, right? Like the non-ADHD side of it, right? The introversion, the extreme shyness, the anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that all informs her personality. And it's fascinating to see how with someone like you, and I, and I really do believe this. I really do believe what you said. Someone like you would fit very specific niche, uh, niches. Like I could see you as a salesman. I can see you as a CEO. I can't see you as a mid-level manager who's just kind of putzing around. Yeah, you know? that's what. I, yeah, yeah, that's that's where I die. But that's what you keep getting put into. <laughs> that's what the archdiocese was. And <laughs> make Luke a bishop. <laughs> no, I re- no. Honestly, that's one of the reasons why I, why I left was because there was nowhere else to go. Yeah. And 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 I think if if I had been, I, there were times where I wanted to be happy just doing ministry. Like, why can't you just be happy? Like, you you see, you're with people that you love. You're doing things that you love. Talking about stuff that you love. Why the hell can't you just be happy? And it's, yeah. and it's like because the day to day grind of this is going to kill me. It is yeah. going to kill me. Look, people, you need to understand. Luke sent me a video one day of I think it was titled like the worst thing ever. And it was you in an office typing on a computer, and you just took your phone and panned it around. And I was like, what? I don't understand. What? And it was just you because you were isolated. It was so quiet. It was like deathly quiet. <laughs> and I was just like, what <laughs> is this? Which is, I long for that. What I, is this? <laughs> sometimes I go to work at 7, and I go into a classroom and not my office just so I can have what broke your brain. <laughs> and there, I mean, there are times when, like, I like that. You know, I'm sure when I, you know, if uh, hopefully we'll have another um kid or two, and there will be a time when, like, I'll be like, oh my gosh, a little bit of quiet, you know. But and, like, but this is why I want to bring this all up in the context of Christianity as a spectator sport, how it cannot be that. 
you have to end. We, we all have this stuff in our lives. And like the thing about the ADHD stuff that's been so tough is that there's nothing sexy about it. There's nothing fun. It's not this profound um, healing that I can go and I'm gonna make a YouTube um, video about and be like, I'm free. It's like, well, this is going to be a cross for the rest of my life. And like, the, like, you know, and, and the Lord can heal me. And, you know, I and like. I believe that, but I also have to assume that, like, I mean, until that day happens, there are things I have to do. Every, now, it's very manageable. I'm currently on medication for it. We're trying to find the right amount. I'm probably going to have to, like, up it, but I think that um, this one is working because I can't go on. I can't go on Adderall. I was just going to say, you can't go on stimulants. No, because because of the stroke. Wah, wah, wah. So that's horrible. That um, sucks. No, that really it, does. It really People does. Don't, People don't it understand. Really does. Luke's stroke. Thank you, chiropractor. <laughs> limited Luke's ability to take medicine for his ADHD because if the stimulants hit his bloodstream, it could have very dangerous consequences. Yeah. So yeah. then that that's like the, people who <laughs> okay. So for those of you who are listening, if you drink an absurd amount of liquid caffeine, you probably, but I'm not diagnosing you have some form of ADD, ADHD, because that's what they do. They ingest a ton of stimulants, and that's mm-hmm. what helps them focus on one thing. Honestly, I think if my mom had not been so incredibly vocal about not doing drugs, yeah, I easily could have seen myself like doing cocaine and getting hooked. Because like that's one reason why people with ADHD tend to do tend to do coke. It's because. Uh, it's so fun. It gives you that stimulant. Oh, yeah, it's, just, oh, it's like, oh my gosh, stimulant. I feel normal. <laughs> well, no, no, I mean, I, yeah, it's fun. But it's, I mean, I have no idea. I've never done it. I, w- I, I would be scandalized oh, if Luke, I saw it. I'd be, oh. S- speaking from personal experience, I don't know if it was cocaine or just my mother's uh, sugar cookies. But, whoa. <laughs> but, and so, but anyways, like, so going to this idea of sports are awesome. But the thing about sports that some people always tend to tend to forget is sports can be a grind. It can be a real real grind. And so can the Christian faith. Which is why our podcast is is the way that it is because I hope it helps me get through this grind to you know carry these crosses. And I have found that I really think God's like, "Hey Luke, it's time to give up the fight on Twitter about God knows what, and to really pay attention to what's going on into like your life, and to stop paying attention to all these other things that like really aren't that important. In order for a Christianity not be a, a, there are a ton of things that we can that we should do to really try to live our. I'm a to like well, I'm a liver Christian faith. Obviously, one of the most important parts is being for others, helping the poor, all that stuff. It is fantastic. One part of it, too, is finding the healing in your own life that you need. I know this is the healing that I need. And this is the healing that, you know, that God is leading me to. And it's a grind. So I have specific things I'm doing every day that, and I'm starting, you know, I'm kind of in the phase now where it gets gets worse before it gets better because you're actually paying more, paying a little more attention to it and and stuff. So that's been weird. Um, (laughs) But these, but um, you know, so like here, just I'll try to give you an example of like 
you know, all of them doing. I should I should be working out for about a half hour a day or, or so. I need to stop working after probably after uh, probably like forty five minutes. I just go on about a two minute walk just to kind of like energize my brain when I'm doing any sort of intense activities, like especially that is unmentally draining. I, I need to start off by having like a, I'm a there's something about the there's one I. Th- think it's um, just a theory but the front part of your brain needs a little bit uh you um need a little bit of the glucose so have like a um, thing of um, lemonade or something um, like that to kind of just help you know um help you focus i am on um, certain meds which help even the playing field and i have like an eight points an eight point strategy thing that i'm going through that just kind of helps you stay on task and so there are things that i have to do that for other people are just like they don't have to worry they don't have to think to do it that they can just go ahead and um they can i'm gonna go ahead and do it and i found that when i'm doing this stuff i'm fine i'm actually very happy but i have to go through that i'm a, i have to go through that grind i had to find the stuff out i had to confront things about myself that i didn't w- i wanted to think that when i saw that stuff on that on that like on little piece of paper there were all things about myself that i thought was just going to get better one day cuz i was trying cuz i'd buy books and i i would almost set a podcast and i do i would do all the stuff and it wasn't getting them better. And I know that God calls us to like find healing. And so that's what Aaron and me decided to do is I needed to find that healing. And it's been really difficult. Like I, one of the Bible passages that is like the passage of my life is when Christ cast the demons into the pigs and, and, and the pigs like, you know, they all go, off the cliff and die. And I think back to when we killed that pig in college and how loud that was and how loud and violent those pigs going over the edge of that cliff had to have been. And that's what I feel like I'm kind of going through with all this. It's like this is a very... Although it's not quite as exciting as pigs flung, flung off the cliff and dying. But it's... Like hundreds and yeah. hundreds. Could you imagine how loud that would have been? Just... <laughs> But um, that, like, just this, um, there's nothing pretty about this. This isn't fun, but this is what the Lord is calling me to. And And this is life. Yeah, yeah. And that's, like, exactly. And that's what we're called to, like, we have to be doing stuff. And I could be listening to a thousand things and going, oh, yeah, that's me. Oh, that's me, too. Oh, my gosh, this is me. Oh, God, man, thank you for, like, I'm showing me all of these things. But if I don't do anything about it, I'm just watching Christianity happen. Yeah. Or I'm he- watching people I'm talk about, or I'm hearing them I'm talk about it. And that's fine to, like, a certain extent. But if that's all that you do, what are you? You're not, you're not a Christian. Like, this is the point of the Catholic Mother Teresa is not St. Augustine, is not St. Thomas Aquinas, is not Bonaventure. They're so different. They think the way they think is different. Who they are is different. The struggles they had were so different. The actual lived reality of people who have loved Christ the way he deserves to be loved. Here's how you know if you're not doing this stuff. If it's kind of easy. And it's just constant affirmation. And you're not getting uncomfortable at all. And that can be like, like this stuff with my ADHD has been really good, but really, really difficult. And I I, I had a point the other day where if I heard that word again, or if I thought about that, I was going to lose my mind. And I just, uh, ADHD, I just needed to take a break 
from because it was so I was you know and it's and that's okay and I like I'm like I'm starting to see some of the positive effects in my life like you know work right now is really good but we're in a really we're we're in a very interesting stage I guess would be a good way to put it and it's one of those stages that for me is really really tough and one of the things about ADHD that I think is very interesting is your perception of time is completely whack. And so for me, it's really hard to be patient with, um, with like stuff. And I'm really just, and I'm starting to ask, and I'm, but I'm able to like use these strategies and be able to use the stuff that I have learned about myself and talk about it with Aaron and other people about, okay, I need to be okay with this more right now. And can I be okay with it? And the answer is ultimately yes. And I don't think this is a place I could have gotten at maybe even three or three or four months ago. I would have just been come. I would have been upset. I would have everything. It would have been really a really tough. I would have just been a very not nice person to be around. And really, Aaron, who gets it's always our vocation that gets the brunt of our faults, right? Whether you're a priest, whether you're a sister, whether you're a husband, a wife, a kid, like, and you don't have a spouse, but you're trying, like, you know, you're the stuff that they. It, Whenever stuff is, you know, bad and tough and we aren't really handling it well, the people who suffer the most tend to be the ones that are directly involved with our vocation. And I don't want to make – I remember one of the hardest things that Aaron ever told me was when she, when she said, why can't you be nice to me the way that you are to everyone else when I was being a real jerk about – just like you know, I was just like not. I was just like a bad place at work, and this is this is back when I was at the archdiocese, and I felt so bad about that because she sees me all the time having to be on and being I'm nice to people, but then like I'm the I will be crabby around her. I'll say all the you know, like it just and that that sucks. Sorry, now it's my turn to blab. I know my brain is not adequate to create the type of thing. The outcome result that I want it to. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I I read the books on management. I read the books on all these things, and I can get 20, 30, 40, 50, 80 percent there, but I can't close that, and it's a source of endless frustration for me. So uh, maybe about six months ago it was. So what I began doing was pulling back and realizing okay mary who is an employee of mine right i don't know if you knew that luke i had a couple employees oh you do oh oh there it is mm. yeah did not know that I, please tell me know, all of your um, leadership on the theory things that you have learned in the past eight months oh god so many <laughs> but the main thing that i learned is i don't need to do everything because i have people who i trust Implicitly and explicitly, and who can crush everything. I want to talk about that really quick. Yeah, I okay. think a lot of times what some people think when not you, but just like anyone yeah. who says that, we tend to think that, that that they mean I can do all the stuff, but I don't have to, so I can have some like mm. I'm a, so I can have some I can have the free time that I need to do things yeah. well. No, it's not no. that. It's the it's things that you're like, oh, that. I suck at this. I'm so bad at this. Oh my gosh! And then you and you, you just get like anxiety about and you're like 
can I give this to someone else? Do I really need to be the person to, can I ask? So this is why we have, um, what's her name? Uh, poor Katie, who I haven't talked to in months. I feel so bad about it. Um, I know, poor girl. She's like, I was like, I, I told her this is probably going to happen and that we're going to try our best to like keep, you know, not be um, absentee bosses. But here we are. But like, you know, giving her to do the things that we're not we're terrible at, which is like giving people their rewards on Patreon. <laughs> Which we're so, but like for us, that's like, I mean, it's it's just like, guys, look, like we're so maxed out with like our um, jobs yeah. and our lives, and if we and if you do have ADHD, there's no way this is gonna get done between the two of us. So we just need to hire a person who can do that stuff, and that's and that's what I think you mean by that when you say I don't have to do everything. It's like, what are the things that like I legit am like? Listen, my brain. Does not work this way. This is not going to happen. I need to accept that fact. Who can I give this to? And I think there's more, like the longer we go in our currently our current business worldview, the more we're going to understand where people fit and what they're capable of. But right now, we're just at the very beginning of that. Mary is, for me, the most like sweepingly detail oriented person I've ever met. I remember I'll, I'll never forget like um, about six months ago, she said, Hey, I have every married couple convalidating couple and annulment, uh, annulment requesting individual on an Excel spreadsheet. I put it online. It's color coded. So at one glance, you know where these people are, in the process of either a getting married, b getting convalidated, or c getting their you know previous marriage annulled or whatever decree of annulity, and I just looked at that and I said, I, I go, Mary, I would never even think of doing what mm-hmm. you did. Yeah, yeah, but I'll tell you what I would have done. This is the and and this is the God's honest truth. Every you know there were probably forty people on that list. I would have called sked or emailed a face-to-face appointment and i would have talked to every one of those people and gotten an idea of where they are in their faith you know all the same stuff that they that you know the same information that she garnered with the face-to-face and then email okay this needs to go to the deacons to do a follow-up a priest to do a mm-hmm. follow-up a case sponsor to do an annulment i would have done the same thing but it would have taken me 40 individual face-to-face meetings. In some ways, that would have been better. Most ways, that would have been a 1,000 times worse. But for her, she created an online form. She had a couple phone calls. And then, boom, she knows where everyone is. I, I could not cognitively do that. My wife could. Mary could. You know, a handful of people in my life absolutely could do that. Mm-hmm. But it would only come for me as an extrovert. As someone who's an external processor, as someone who, you know, deals with ADHD, the conversational side of things, I can look a man or, and you know, a young couple in the eye and be like, why aren't you getting married in the church? Why are you having this destination wedding? You're telling me you value God in your life. Don't you want to have this be sacramental? But for her, that's like, hey, yikes, that's the hard part. But for me... That's the easier part. It's not easy, but it's easier for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. 
Exactly. For you know, and the thing that I've seen, and this like look, like this can apply to anything, any of this, any like it doesn't like we're using ADHD because that's where we're at. But like you can, this can work with people who have. Okay, let's just take like alcoholism or something. Like, what are the things in your life that you need to set up so you can make sure that you don't fall into that? For some people, that is like I just don't ever go to a bar. I can never step in. I can never step into a bar that is a boundary, yeah. and everyone in my life knows knows that. So that's a thing that you have, you know, kind of outsourced to others to ask them to help you stay accountable. And and you know, like so, f- um, I'm trying to think of, of like another good example for me uh, and Aaron that's like been kind of helpful. Um, I'm drawing a blank, so I'm sorry. But like, like or I, I think for us, like you know, me and Aaron just get pretty busy and our lives are like pretty are like pretty hectic so we do have a cleaner who comes and like takes care of the house once a month or so and some people might say that like you know that is that like that is the waste of money but for me and adhd like impulse control other things i'm like that at home like that's one of the balls that tends to get get um dropped and it's just easier to pay a person to do it and i'm kind of okay with that (laughs) like and I don't think that's me um, lacking um, a virtue or it's me being lazy or it's undisciplined. Um, it is a- acknowledging a reality and taking the uh, – the. I think there's more virtue in that actually than in having good intentions to try to get this fixed. Yeah. It's actually entering into the problem and coming up with – which is not not the solution that looks good to everyone else – or what I think will look good to everyone else, I'm ultimately going to fail. Like, how many of us have bought these books on five steps on how to do this, and it's like, great idea, and then we never do it, right? Mm-hmm. It's because, I mean, this is actually very common with people who have ADHD. This is the thing that I was reading. They'll, you'll, you know, go to their house, and they'll have more productivity books than anyone that you have ever met that they've actually kind of read. Yeah. But they're the ones who, um, because, like, so they know all this stuff, but it, and and. I think that's a. Th- I think in the Christian life, like like think about how that applies to us in our faith. I've kind of had to have let go for me right now of the idea of um, I'm going to wake up and pray an hour every morning because like I'm I'm having a hard time with that um, right now, and that's okay. But can I pray the office of readings every day? Can I just? do this little like and like being really really practical but i also i think this is why the liturgy of the hours is so helpful for me because it's like it's all right there i know it's so true i don't i don't have to decide it's it's all right there and it leads to great contemplative and i've established a routine for myself in the morning that was really really tough but i have a like when i drive to work i actually have a routine where i fit in a little bit of contemplative prayer i don't i know it's not best to do while you are driving but it's just like Getting really, really practical and not trying to um, – I have found it's been very helpful for me to get very practical and not have these grandiose aspirations or delusions of grandeur that I'm going to do. But just say, what can I do to make sure that this thing happens? What can I? What's really honestly going to work here? And sometimes it's just paying someone to do it. All right, everyone. So I want to thank you again to um, our sponsors 
for this week. Thank, uh, thank you to BetterHelp.com for once again sponsoring. I'm Captain Foxes. They're going to do a whole year, everyone. Woo! Yeah. So they found great. you people so damn helpful. Mostly Luke's ad for it, but we should they probably found... record a new one. But I mean, just think about this. After uh, sponsoring our show, a totally secular organization sponsoring our show for six months, they came back and said, okay, we're going to buy a year. Yeah. That's so wild. We promise we'll update the ads and we'll do better ones. Probably. 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 I mean, maybe we'll run them for about like a month at a time. We, we got to get the thing for every month. But um, And also, big um, thank you. Go check out her album, too. Um, Maggie and and the Irony Band, so good. Their new album is on Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. It's called it's called the Sunny Spot again. Um, Maggie and 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 the Irony Band. If you please check out our um, Patreon page, patreon.com slash cf again. Um, patreon.com slash cf. We promise we're gonna get you stuff someday ish. We're actually working on on the t shirts. Very excited about that. Um, and also, I encourage you all to check out the song, um, the, uh, song the song Wichita by Maggie Ann and the Irony Band. For those of you who donate $30 or more, Luke uh, sets up a phone call, right? What do you do that? How often do you do that? I do that once a month. These are our, I think it's $20 and up. I uh, I get it. We I will uh, call you and we'll chat for about... 10 to 20 minutes or so. It's always very, very fun. Call Me Maybe is yeah. literally the title of that tier. <laughs> I was, yeah. I've, Luke, that is so funny. We're probably going to redo the the yeah. uh, tier. I mean, they'll be relatively close to, to being the same, but we'll probably redo them. But I really like that one. Luke is contacting individually people who donate $20 or more. But we do a group Zoom call every once a month, twice a month. Uh, whenever I can get around to it that I lead. Sometimes Luke hops on, sometimes he doesn't. The last week, we had the amazing experience of both Luke and my wife, Shannon. And the best part was Moira had a couple of NASCAR questions to ask her, which made my heart go pitter-patter. So there's a lot of stuff happening on the Patreon side. And in the next two weeks, I hope to create a little bit more content. So for those of you who are on the fence about Patreon... Head on over. Uh, you'll it's get fun. access to We've, so much fun stuff. We've got a good group there. It's, we have some really good chats. It's really fun. So, hey, are we doing our um, annual show next week? Next week? Yeah. It's it, next right? Next week. Is it next week? No, it'd be the following yeah. week. Okay, so do we do. Okay, so next week is Christmas, the 25th. Do we want to skip that day? No, I think me and you should do something on Monday. You know, that day where we lie to ourselves and say we're going to podcast? <laughs> we should. Yeah, okay. Okay. Listen, we'll, we'll, we'll still do something. Why don't, why don't we have, like, why don't we indulge ourselves because it'll be, it'll be Christmas and just talk about ourselves and how much yes. we love the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They were like, listen, this is a feast. We're going to do whatever we want. Yes, I love it. I love it. And then the following week, we will have our New Year's show. 